Good morning, Patriots, and welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Smith, and today we have a reoccurring guest uh, and someone who is out there fighting on the side of Israel, uh, like most of us. But, you know, they don't get the shine. It, it, it seems as though the press, uh, the press is, you know, they're, they, they want to cover all of the Hamas things. They want to play this middle-of-the-road uh you know, in, like they're not taking a side. And, it, and it's very offensive to me. I can only imagine how it is uh, for the millions of Jews that are in America every day that are seeing uh, these institutions, the government to a large point, elected officials all take the side of people who say they want to eradicate an entire race from the face of the earth. And it's being overlooked. And it's being it's being undersold, it's being downplayed, and it's pure racism. It's pure racism. So, Alexandra, let's bring you up here. How have you been? How have things gone since the last time we spoke? Uh, it's been good. I mean, as you know, we had October 7th, which was a tragedy for everyone, um, Jewish, non-Jewish people of faith. Mm-hmm. And we lost 1,400 innocent Israelis. They were burned. They were mur- They were raped. They were tortured. They were dismembered, um, dismantled. I mean, every horrific thing that could ever happen to a person happened. Yeah. And the Hamas militants, they were told to have no mercy, especially on women and children, and just kill anybody, regardless of faith, regardless of whatever, just go in there and and knock them all out, and that's what happened. And it's been very devastating for Israel. Um, it's for it's been very devastating for Jewish people and people of faith. Yeah. And but you know I can I can give you an update of Israel. I mean they're beating the crap out of them. Their their mission is to annihilate the enemy once and for all. They're going to wipe out Hamas. And I have said it. Hezbollah, they will too. I, I said it a million times in the past, not just because of this, you know, incident right now, but I've said that the United States needs to get the hell out of Israel's way uh, on multiple occasions. When it comes to Iran and the rhetoric, uh, w- when it comes to dealing with the Palestinians in general, how would America react if the Mexicans were shooting rocket launchers, sending bombs across our bottom border? And 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 I would like to think that we would act in kind, and I'd, I'd like to think that we would do anything. Uh, necessary to make sure that doesn't happen ever again, like ever. And and that is the steps that I feel as though uh, BB is taking. And I, I think that um, his his he, he's standing right in front of this thing, and he's like, I'm not stopping. And I'm not going to stop until every last one of these people who did this or whoever would do this, they're all gone. And I'm not stopping. And steadfast you know, no matter uh, the pressure from the uh, community at large, and, and the global community is is um, by and large they're not friends of Israel. That 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 there that court has ruled uh, several times um, that Israel has committed war crimes against just really really outrageous things. Um, it seems like Israel has to put up with on. You know, I mean, for what, 3,000 years, the most, you know, the, the, if anybody ever has a story of, of we've been through hell and back, it's the Jewish people. Yeah. It's just the it's Jewish right. people. And, and you would think by now, it's 2023, 
You'd think we'd have this worked out. <laughs> you, you know, Goldie Meyer said when they love their children more than this, or what, what was the quote? I'm sure you've heard it. Uh, I've heard, just, I, can't, I, I don't remember it verbatim. When, when they love their children more than they hate the Jews or something to that effect, that's when there will be peace. Right. I don't differentiate, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm just raw emotion. I, I think it, I say it. It gets me in trouble all the time. Uh, <laughs> but I don't differentiate that much from the Palestinian people in Hamas. Meaning, like, I don't see them as two separate entities. Um, I think that we are, a lot of people are uh, are trying to phrase things in such a way to make people see, see that there's some type, type of contrast between the two. When I, when I don't see the contrast, there were Palestinian people that were spitting on that young lady that was raped and murdered and drugged through the streets. There were Palestinian people cheering, um, you know, after 9-11. Um, those were Palestinians. Those those weren't those weren't Hamas. Those weren't you know what I mean. So when people try to talk about the two as if they're mutually exclusive, it doesn't hold water for me at all. Well, what and, you're trying and, to say is there is like an Islamophobia, and I guess there's been reports here in America that a lot of Muslims have been attacked as well. Um, hmm. You know, October seventh. Really? Yeah. Uh, but there's a difference between, you know, uh, the Muslims that are here in this country that are starting the pro-Hamas rallies than, let's say, the Arab Israelis that are in Israel. So the Arab Israelis, they love Israel. They love that they're free. Very they much. They were heavily vetted to become Israeli citizens, mm -hmm. and they're working with Israel. And the Palestinians, and I think I said this on your last show, the majority of them voted for Hamas. They had the opportunity to either vote with for the PL, vote for Thank Fatah, you. which is under Mahmoud Abbas, or vote for Hamas. And the majority mm -hmm. of the Palestinian people voted for Hamas. And, and, and the argument is, well, they didn't know what Hamas would do. They thought Hamas would help the country. No, everybody knows that Hamas is a terrorist organization. Everybody knows that. They're, they're, they, they, the children, the Palestinian children know that since the day they're born. A lot of the, and, and, and Netanyahu's proof this, when the, the Palestinian kids are young, they are taught when they are young to kill, to kill anyone yeah. that isn't like them, to strap a bomb on yourself and blow up a bunch of people and you will be considered a martyr. Your family will get money. Mm -hmm. All these Hamas militants were told the more Jews that you killed, the more money you'll get. You'll get an yeah. apartment here. You'll get an apartment there. I mean, come on. They, they, they know what they're doing. Well, you know? I remember right after the October 7th deal took place, uh, there was a young man, Hamas soldier. There was a phone call, uh, I believe, that was talked about in many circles and was reported on multiple news outlets where he phoned home and wanted to talk to his mom and bragged over this phone call that he had killed 10 Jews. And he was extremely happy. That's what people don't understand. We're, we're staring at the face of pure evil because mm -hmm. they have no conscience. They don't even see the things they're doing as wrong. And they don't have a they, religion. They don't have religion. They, they, and obviously they, they can't. I, I, or at least I, I can't believe that they can't because any religion, I don't care which one it is under any label, any religion that would teach you um, to celebrate uh, rape as a, an act of war or murder of, of 
the infants and young people and old people indiscriminately um, who are not in a military or not at any of that. Any any religion that would say that is okay because it the ends justifies the means tells you right off the, right from that very fact there that that is a godless religion. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no way that you can correlate that to peace, love, forgiveness, anything good. Period. Zero. There is zero good in that. Um, I'm gonna have a a guest on here um, right after the Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm. Tommy Robinson um, out of the UK. And you talk about a guy who has a bone to pick with <laughs> God. Uh, his, his Pierce Morgan interview was just fire. Um, and he talked about exactly what you just talked about. The fact that these people are, are godless. Mm-hmm. They're godless. They, they, they don't see humans when they look at, 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 at the Jewish people, which is the reason for the fact that the, Never coming to the table. I just recently learned, and I've and I've learned a lot, you know, since the October seventh uh, took place. But I've learned that they turned down statehood seven times. Yep, seven times. Mm-hmm. Seven times it was offered. Seven different occasions, and they they turned it down. And for because it would have been an agreement with the Jewish people, with the state of Israel, and they regardless refused to have any agreement or come to the table. But that's correct. Everybody's That's why we have a two-state solution. We're and the the uh, Bibi Netanyahu will never ever have a two-state solution, especially with terrorists. You can't negotiate with terrorists, not at all. But and, and it, exactly right. You you can't. You, there's no. There's no because there is no such thing as a talk uh, with a terrorist that doesn't end in um, you uh, uh, exacerbating the issue or condoning or enabling their existence. Because once you acknowledge it, they're going to grow. People mm-hmm. are going to be attracted to the movement. And if you don't indiscriminately put a halt, this is bad and it won't be tolerated, you're, the movement is going to grow. Because if for some reason, anyone who's painted in the media as a victim, and, and I really don't understand how Hamas in the Palestinian people became the victim in this scenario. I, I really don't understand how that got turned around but the it, it, we have allowed in our universities this disease of anti-semitism to metastasize and it's it, it, and they're allowing for pro-hamas rallies and and, and it's like it, it's like an anti-semite gang rally in the streets of new york in in la and you, you name it you know I, I don't understand why the, the local governments are playing the game of giving out permits to even allow this type of uh, rhetoric in, in the streets, calling for the this uh, the, just the destruction of an entire race of people. It why do you, why would you permit that? I mean, why why aren't people in higher positions taking stands and just? This is it. This is that we're. This, I'm done playing. Done talking. Done having congressional, but national guard time. I mean, this is. I mean, when you sympathize with a terrorist, you're a terrorist, and because you show uh, no mercy, you should receive no mercy. You well, know, it's a money the- game. It's a money game. A lot of these universities are getting funded by Iran, by Hamas, by the PLO, by Hezbollah, and, and so by China. Go against who, who them, wants to enable them all. 
Right. So if they go against them, if they combat them, then they're going to lose all their money. And then what, what will happen is the pro-Hamas groups will go against the deans, will go against the presidents. So you'll get mm-hmm. pro-Hamas protesters in front of the dean's house or the president's house. So these people are afraid. Yeah. And see, here's the thing. Um, in, in a country where Americans are allowed to be American, if and, and if you understand what I mean, you just do. Um we would have people on the other side of that issue that would make them wish to God they would never do something. Because, I mean, those are the people that I grew up around. Those were the, those were the guys coming out of, you know, the Korean War and the Vietnam War. And, and, they, and we, there's, a lot, there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us on the right who, who view Israel as our country. And we just yeah. do. And, and right. I don't see a separation for myself. And I, I speak for me. Um, I don't see a separation, uh, you know, uh, patriotically uh, from the United States and Israel. I just don't. Uh, And a lot of people, and and it may be because of my religious upbringing as a Christian and that sort of thing, but I feel my roots and, and that sort of thing. That's where they are. And, and as such, I want to defend this place um, to my last breath, the same way that I would want to defend the United States. And I just see anything other than that absolutely traitorous um, is an act of betrayal. And and I feel like there's a lot of people that are betraying um, the very, the values that this country was built on. When I see Jewish members of Congress um, not take the kind of real stand, like there were some that didn't even, you know, obviously now they want the optics. I want to be seen as pro-Israel because elections are coming or whatever so you got the guys who already went through their election on the democratic side of the ticket they already went through their election now they can say whatever they want because the american people have a very short political memory and so right now you got the guys coming up for election the other half so those guys are all trying to be pro-israel because their election's coming up and it's optics half the party stands against them while half the party is moving forward uh, Joe Biden is giving uh, relief money to Hamas. And I said Hamas because who else would you send the $100 million to? Are you telling me that there's a an entity, a power in, in Gaza that is greater than Hamas that can direct where this money is from and keep Hamas at bay from getting to it? And if so, who is that? And why did you, you understand where I'm coming from? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. They're sitting on the fence and it's dangerous to not just come down with a hammer immediately and put an end to this movement. Um, And and all the members of the squad need to be removed from office. They should actually be tried for treason, to be honest with you, specifically Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib for inciting violence at the Capitol. And she's funded by CARE. CARE Mm. is formed and funded by Hamas, Islamic Jihad, and the Muslim Brotherhood. And any elected official, regardless of party, that stands with terrorist organizations should be removed, should be removed from yeah, office. As a security threat. For treason. She's a security threat. Do you know she was receiving intelligence briefings about uh, October 7th? Uh, yeah. Why in the world would you give to to a woman who has befriended members of the PLO? Like, yeah, we know exactly. that she has. They're standing there as her bodyguards. So if you look up yep. these guys, like the one who, who went after um, Marjorie Taylor Greene on the steps of Congress and kind of uh, started 
you know, uh, hurling insults and whatnot at her. Um, somebody took the time to go find out who this guy was and who he was connected yeah. to and led right to Rashida Tlaib's tor- doorstep. She, she is yeah, actually, yeah, a threat, I, I believe. Um, uh, you keep talking, but I, I'm, I'm looking at my notebook because I wrote down exactly the people that fund Rashida Tlaib. And it's all, you know, it's all Hamas um, leaders. It's all, you know, people that are in, um, involved um, with, with the terrorist organization. Um, ah, I, uh, hold on. Oh, here it is. It's coming. Okay. Um, here it is. Okay. Uh, Hamas-linked activist um, whom Rashida Talib employed to fundraise for her 2018 election campaign. Um, let's see. In, tw- in uh, 2015, uh, 2015, Rashida Talib founded the Black for Palestine anti-Israel and protector hate group. Um, this guy named Rafiq Jaber, who hosted a Talib fundraiser, he has testified that he has helped distribute Hamas propaganda in America, and he's a co-founder of CARE. So he's wow. with Rashida Talib. And this is all on the Canary Mission. So if you go on canarymission.org, um, they have all these claims and all these links um, to what uh, to the people that have funded uh, Rashida Talib. And that's why Marjorie Taylor Greene filed to censure Rashida Tlaib um, because of uh, her inciting violence at the Capitol, but also for the people that have funded her campaign. So well, this is some pretty dangerous stuff. Uh, oh, it, it, um, it is. Yeah, this is some pretty dangerous stuff. But yeah, I mean, uh, Rashida Tlaib has co-founders of CARE that 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 fund her her campaign and um, produce fundraisers for her. Why is she a congresswoman? This is insane. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, and, and the reason why is because America, I, I had a guest on the other day. Uh, they call him the native patriot. Name is Maurice. He's a great mm-hmm. guy. Um, and he said, he said something to me in the terms of like, Americans are over sympathetic to their own detriment. Mm-hmm. And like, that's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. We have we have allowed some false sense of empathy to override our good sense and allow and force us into corners where we make very bad decisions, uh, where we're not being picky enough for the people that are coming into the country. We're not being we're not we're not considering our own because we're too afraid to look bigotous. Um, it's it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing when you're when you're afraid to tell the truth for fear that somebody else will misinterpret your good intentions and call you some sort of a racist or a bigot or something like that. Xenophobe, you know, they, they do it in all forms, but it's only done for one reason to make you stop what you're doing to make you uh, choose a different way. And, and all the while weakening the country um, to the point that it's at right now, you would have never told me 20 years ago that our country would be in the condition that it's in right now. And it didn't take, much time to get here it didn't take much time at all to get take much time at all for our values the ones that we grew up uh you know the the the, the pride i mean just go back to 9 11 don't even have to go back that far 9 11 2001 the pride that americans had the next day i didn't care what color you were where you were from none of that if you loved america I, it was that was it. that was absolutely it and americans were together now look at us. Now look at us. Well, the- you, you, it's nuts. Good. Well, as I was going to say, the ironic thing is, you know, when October 7th happened, 
Israelis, Christians, and Arab Muslims, they all, or excuse me, Arab Israelis, we all came together in Israel. We all came together. And you would think that the same thing would happen here in America because there was 31 Americans that were murdered in okay. Israel. And there's many host American hostages that are still in Israel that the IDF and Bibi Netanyahu has sworn that not that not only will they annihilate the enemy, but their mission is to bring hostages back. So why aren't we in America united like they are in Israel? Because this was Israel's 9-11. But we there's Americans yeah. involved over there. We should all That's be coming true. together. But what what's happening is because we have such a weak administration that these pro-Hamas rallies can happen here. These pro-Hamas people can, can hurt Jewish people or hurt people of faith. And it's okay here because we have such a weak administration. And I hate to say it, it was pre-planned because George Soros and others knew that once that attack happened, uh, once the Israelis were murdered, that Israel, the IDF, had, you know, had, had no choice but to go and defend their people and to see vengeance because 1,400 innocent people died is the most since the Holocaust. So George Soros knew that the Israelis were going to go and defend their people. And, and the IDF is one of the strongest um, uh, militaries, armies, navy in the world. So George Soros is like, well, okay, Israel, they're, they're going to they're gonna take care of their own. They will kill the enemy. But how, what, what havoc can we cause? So their idea was, let's cause the havoc here in America because we have such a weak administration, which, sure. is, which is what George Soros created. He created this weak administration. And, and he, well, he, he's not just that. I mean, he, he funds DAs across the country um, to specifically not do their jobs. I mean, I, we all see the signs uh, of the Marxist takeover within the country and people that we have in places that can stop it are compromised i mean just look at the legal cases against them and yep. what we know now let's let's not even go as far as convicting them for the things that are uh being asked but the things that we absolutely know we have a president uh who has a son who has got a drug problem i mean it's, mm -hmm. it's a fact um mm -hmm. and so what does he do uh there's cocaine found at the white house there are topless trans parties on the white house lawn as a president you gave out crack pipes like, are you kidding me? You, you, this, this is something that happened in your family, so, so, but you want to enable other people to do it. Just the things that this guy has done as a president are things that I never thought in a million years. You know, in his, uh, when he was a Senator and when he was a vice president, right. the PRA doesn't cover him. The PRA does not cover him. He he did something illegal. As a matter of fact, there is a phone call out there where um, he he's calling to talk to Hunter, and it's a leaked phone call. And he says to Hunter, he says, um, uh, "They're not going to get off my ass about these documents. I know where there's about five more boxes of these documents. I need you to use yeah." He says, "I need you to use the red phone." And call Michelle and Barack and tell them Operation Crash and Burn is a go. Hmm. Like, wow. <laughs> so, so obviously you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand that is the signal for them to destroy the documents before they find them and he gets in trouble. And this is a leaked phone call that's out there. There are other ones between him and Poroshenko that talk about uh, getting rid, closing the Pravat Bank down before uh, Trump realizes what's 
going on. And I mean, just amazing phone calls that you wouldn't believe um, that's out there. And meanwhile, the press, the mockingbird media, as we refer to them, um, continually says there's no evidence of the guy's mm -hmm. guilt. The $30 million moved to the coffers of the Bidens. So, so say the IRS and they've been mm -hmm. proven right time, time and time again. Um, mm -hmm. For what though? I mean, he doesn't sell anything. He doesn't own any businesses. Um, he's all the businesses he were involved in, like the CEFC and the stuff that was going on in Romania. He got 16 of 17 payments while he was still as vice president back, uh, you know, from Romania. And, and, and mm -hmm. only a few, one that came after he came out of office. These are things we know. I'm, I'm, it, I, th this is a fact. Yeah. So when they right. say, like, there's no evidence, like, you got to understand that every one of these guys, China, Romania, Ukraine, anyone else, Russia, themselves, uh, paid the Bidens money, $3.5 billion from the mayor of Moscow's wife that went into the coffers of the Bidens. Um, and Trump confronted him on stage with this information and, and he denied it. And it came out that Trump was exactly right. And yeah. it, it's when you, you got to understand that the, I think the angle that most people don't think about this from is that the people who paid him know why they paid him. They obviously right. paid him. So right. this puts your president in a very vicarious position to not be able to make the decisions necessary to take care of the country in the way that it should be taken care of. We are obviously not first priority when all of these foreign adversarial countries have information or they may have information that your president is corrupt. And, right. and also he gave billions of dollars to Iran, which is one of the reasons why October 7th happened. Six billion dollars. Yeah. Well, actually, um, the former DNI director, John Radcliffe, said it was 60 billion. 60. Not six. 60. Six zero. The, 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 John Ra the same John Radcliffe, the one that, that didn't like Trump and. No, he likes Trump. No, John Radcliffe no. liked Trump. He worked with him. Radcliffe? Yeah, John Radcliffe from Texas. No, he liked Trump. Oh, I was, I was, I was getting him. I was getting him. Uh, the the one that was only there a few weeks oh, after uh, uh, John. Uh, John Kelly, the guy with the huge mustache. I forget his name. Oh, the guy with the huge mustache. Um, I don't they can only work for the Trump administration for like a month or two, and then and he was a, a giant warmonger. I, his name will come to me, but uh, uh, yeah, I have a no, question no, for you because him no, John Ryan were close. I have a question because for you. Because from... Rick Rennell. So Rick Rennell was the ambassador to Germany, and then he became the acting DNI director. And then John Radcliffe came in and took over for Rick Rennell. And then John Radcliffe was the DNI director for a period of time until, you know, um, you know Trump um, left the White House. Okay. But him okay, and John yeah, Radcliffe are right. Yeah, John Radcliffe is an attorney from Texas. He's tough. No, this guy I'm talking about was a national security advisor. And oh, oh, um, oh my God! Well, for, well, first it was Michael Flynn, and then after Michael Flynn was um, the general. Um, oh my God! But he didn't have a mustache; he was bald. You're um, talking about Millie. You're talking about no, Millie. No, 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 not Millie. Um, I can't remember his name. It was MacArthur, McAllister? Like it's his face is in my is in my purview right now. He all of these things, all all of these things are like uh, people.
people that I know very well. And so on the spot right now, I where know. I need to go, uh, uh, John, yeah, I'll look it up while we're talking. But I do have a question for you. And yeah. John Bolton, there it is. Oh, Bolton, that guy. Yeah, yeah. John Bolton. He only worked there for like a half a second, and they made they made him out like he he was there and knew things about Trump and all this. Yeah, total. BS. Was, oh my God. He's a Bush guy and a Karl Rove guy. And, you know, all these people that turned on Trump and actually people that worked for Melania Trump and turned on them, like Stephanie Grisham, who I was very shocked because she worked directly with with a Melania Trump. And, and, and um, this woman, um, Elisa Farah, who's on The View now, who worked for Trump. Nobody knew who Elisa Farah was until she worked for Trump. All these people that turned on President Trump there nobody's going to know who they are in five or 10 years. I mean, they're nothing. So, to be honest with you, what most people nothing. don't know is that those people that did those things to Trump are talking about uh, a Hillary Clinton. Mm. Trump sued in one media doesn't talk about it. Absolute blackout on the fact that Trump sued Hillary Clinton and won. Yeah. And, and then he sued. That, right? um, um, oh, what's the name? The, the Cohen guy. Michael oh, Cohen, yeah, yeah. the Michael lawyer, yeah, yeah. the one that's the yeah, death finding. Another he sued him yeah. in one. Yeah, Michael Cohen's. So the these same. guys that all think they have stuff about Trump or against Trump, like they just turned on him on a dime. That's yeah. not what happened. And Michael Cohen is only doing what is part of his plea agreement to do. If of Michael course. Cohen does not, if he's not a good little puppet, what happened to him is what happened to Enrique of the Proud Boys. The, the mm-hmm. guy Enrique of the Proud Boys would not give them, it wouldn't make a bad statement about Trump. Yeah. But they look at Michael Avenatti. Any- Remember the, the Michael Avenatti, the, the, we called him the, or Tucker Carlson called him the, the porn attorney because he uh, d- uh, was support, uh, defending us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he, you know, Stormy he Daniels. Like, yeah, and then he tried to, oh, yeah, he was big on, he tried TV, to extort Nike. He's like, yeah, he's like, we're getting Trump, we're getting Trump. And then, yeah, he had the issue with Nike and he's currently in jail. So anyone who turns yeah. on Trump, anyone who goes against Trump, Anyone who lies about Trump, oh, it's doomsday for them. Their careers are over. They end up in jail. Like Letitia James, you know, her her career is going to be over very soon. And then well, Letitia James is doing some horrendous things right now, Alexander. I don't know if you know about this, but there's a there's two bills, one in California and one in New York. The one in New York is called NY213. And it was it was it was done by the Department of Health. And they try to make it law, but the Department of Health can't make law. So what it is, is they can actually, uh, according to this law, this bill, which Letitia James and Holcomb fought for, um, they can come and quarantine you at your home, take you out of your home, put you in a facility of their choosing without a positive test of any kind Mm. for any indiscriminate amount of time. For, for there's no criteria you have to meet in order for them to not say or to say take him or her. So this is ripe for abuse, and they appealed it, and they won, and had, and and then Letitia James took it to another court and appealed it again, and they reinstated the law, and it's law right now. And Assembly Bill six six five is even worse than this. <laughs> so yeah, Assembly Bill six six five. 
Have you noticed the ever-alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and micro microwave radiation, from Faraday bags, earthing bed sheets, Wi-Fi router covers, hats, scarves, bed sanctuaries. This will not be going away anytime soon. We will continue to see only faster speeds, 6G, 7G, and more exposure to EMF than any time in our history. Start protecting yourself now. Go to RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code PATRIOT and save 10%. It's just Right, Hokel Amazing. just pushed a, a rep- Yeah, I was say Hokel just pushed a reparations bill too. They they all do that for optics, and then when it comes right down to it, they they don't want to do it. Look look what happened with uh, 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 Dingbat over in California, uh, um, Newsom. He, yeah. he, uh, he 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 pushed it, created an entire panel, and then they came at him with some crazy number, and 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 immediately it was like it's not about the money. You know, I, I don't believe. In reparations, because I don't believe um, that that's going to heal any generational problem. I, I don't think that holding one person back to push another one that all it does is create a new race of victims. Well, also it, it that causes segregation, that causes discrimination, and but honestly, they're doing that now. Right, they're well, doing that now, the right average, now. The average black person doesn't doesn't want to be like you know. Um, how do I say it? Like, um, not, I don't want to say, uh, I'm trying to think of the word singled out. They don't want to be singled out, you know, and the average American doesn't, uh, doesn't, um, support, you know, what she's trying to do. I mean, if she, if she's pushing for a reparations bill, then how come, you know, the Jewish people don't have reparations for the Holocaust? They don't, or, I mean, maybe we should, maybe the, will. maybe my people should sue the monarch and, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, even though my, my dad, my dad is, is native American. And here's the thing. My dad was native. If I showed you a picture of my dad, my dad, super big native guy, long hair, the whole, uh, I grew up around it. Dream catchers, the, all the, the native, everything. Uh, I, I was never seen that way because my mom was German and Irish. So I had the blonde hair and the blue eyes and my dad's this big native guy. Well, at a very young age, I, I started noticing that there were people around me and my family and, and that sort of thing that would always use the the native card. Is like right. you know they, they want to drop the native card and they want mm-hmm. if you're applying for a loan for a house for schooling for whatever it is you know and they'll t- quick tell you make sure you put your native on there make sure <laughs> I can't I can't I can't do it but I, I can't do it now because you have to because the jobs are very stagnant right now and a lot of my friends they're putting that they're black that they're native american that they're hispanic just to get an interview now just to get an interview hey, what's and up with this lady sad. in new york they can't put that you're white anymore they won't they won't even look at you you you, you don't want to <laughs> we're not allowed to have heritage is white folks are not allowed to be matter of fact the word white folks is is a, is, is a bad word yeah it's, who knows? Well, the reason that there's such hatred against Jews is that a lot of people equate Jewish people as white people. So that's why there's such a hatred for us right now. It, it's really it's, sad. 
I, you know what? I, I grew up my whole life in, in, in Baltimore and growing up as a kid, um, I had friends, uh, Jewish. I never saw a difference. Like I didn't understand. It wasn't, wasn't until I got much older, um, till I started trying, you know, I even asked the question, like, why is, why is this a thing? Like they're, they're white folks. I don't get what the difference is and you know then culturally i was introduced a little you know i understood understanding the culture a little more and understood that it was a little different than ours um however there was nothing about it that i saw that was hateful um it was it was a lot of family oriented things i got a friend right now uh uh loran uh great guy great guy not married None of that, in, and he lives on the other side of town, and his mom will drive his dinner by to his house at night. Every night, mom pulls up with dinner for him, and he's like, well, she likes doing it. He's like, I'm not married, so she feels like she has to feed me until I'm married. So we called, you know, I, 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 I jokingly said to him, I said, well, here's Juber Eats at the, at the <laughs> every day. Oh, every so day, every day. Mom, mom was a, mom was a just, lovable woman and in america the one thing that we lack that that i absolutely um you know i I, i'm extremely envious of and and from many other cultures is that is that family that heritage that that is just deep rooted and there's something just really and it keeps families together out here in this country yes we may be free and there may be a lot of pluses but there's a lot of minuses too um we don't have that kind of heritage we don't unless we create it because the world around us tries to tear that down um as soon as you walk out the front door it's educated out of you it's yeah it's 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 not a good thing it's not a good thing and it happened over mass immigration yeah that's true and i think you know one of the biggest things that's lacking and majority people can agree on this is we're missing our judeo-christian values we really are we're missing Christian values, and we really need to go back to that. And that has to do with family, but that has to do with our constitution. That has to do with, you know. But you have to acknowledge there's a God for that. And I I tell people all the time, I said, whether or not you believe in God, you better be happy somebody did. Because if if, if they didn't, you would be getting your rights from a man. And that man can change his mind. And that man can be different tomorrow than he is today. Where God... He's constant. And, yeah. and, and so when they, we get our rights from our maker, um, you know, there's, there's just so much in that, that just to unpack. But the, 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 what it is is there are just some things that are right and wrong universally that, are, that go beyond, uh, you know, even I would think even having to tell someone, hey, that is wrong. Don't mm-hmm. do that. It's just innate. There's yeah. just truth that is absolute. But what they want to do is tell us that there are no truths that are absolute. Exactly. That's your truth, and this is my truth. Right. And God works in mysterious ways. And, um, you know, there was a big story. There was a guy, he worked for the Turkish parliamentary, and he goes in in front of the whole parliament, and people are talking, and they're chit-chatting, and he's giving, you know, a speech about Israel. And at the very end of the speech, he says, may Allah come and annihilate and kill all the Jews. And then he literally has a heart attack right then and there, and they scoop him on the hospital, and he literally dies two days later from from a heart attack. So people did that ask, just happen? 
That just happened. That was recent. That just happened. I just saw that so, video on Twitter, yeah. I think. Yep. So he's, and he was 52 years old. So people say, was that Allah that took him and made him a martyr? Or was that Hashem that took him? Is Hashem Allah? You know, so there, there's all these different interpretations of what could have happened. I believe, and, and a lot of Jews believe that it was Hashem that took him. Because any, because for, for him to talk so ill about the Jews, and then all of a sudden he has a heart attack and he dies, to me, I feel that that was Hashem that took him. But uh, it's, yeah, it's the People have to realize that they're after Jews, and, and, and I think a lot of that, obviously, I believe all of it, 100% of it, um, that's what it is. This, this whole beef that we're seeing in the world today is exactly the one that God spoke about when he said that yeah. I'm going to put enmity between you. And he, he did. And that was that Jacob and Esau. And, 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 that, and this is where all that comes from. This is where it all stems from. Yeah. But they, they, you can look at the tenets of Christianity, Orthodox Judaism, Buddhism. You can look, examine every one of them for what they are. And, mm-hmm. um, if you look at the fruits of them, you can see whether or not something is good or if it is bad. And the only one, the only religion on the face of the earth, on the whole face of the earth that condones, enables, and puts gas on the fire of situations like this is Islam. There's only one. There's only one that says everyone who doesn't believe what you believe has to die. Only it's one. It's in the Quran. Yeah. It literally is written in their in their holy text. So when people tell me uh, that, that is a religion of peace, no, it's a religion of ultimate peace. Once you've killed everyone who doesn't believe what you believe, even though none of you guys agree on which version of it is the correct version. But well, but I'll, I will tell you something. So when the Hamas militants were interrogated by the Israelis, they did say in our religion, like when we go to, to pray in the mosque, it does tell us to have mercy on women and children. But the Hamas militants or the heads of the heads of Hamas at the day of the attack, they said there is no religion involvement at the, today. Today, religion doesn't exist. There is no mercy. You go in there and you kill them and you rape them and you murder them and you do whatever you can. So it's very interesting that the religion the religion does say to have mercy on women and children, but the but Hamas terrorists they are an- anti-religion, no religion. You you don't have mercy. You just kill people that are not like you. That's very interesting. And so my thing is that we we defend the right for everyone in this country to worship as they see fit, um, whatever God it is they want to worship. And so I think that a lot of this stuff is done in the name of religion because this way their terrible ways are protected. So it becomes an excuse or a force field as a way to protect themselves to continue to do these horrible things. When you look at um, the guys running down the New York streets or Los Angeles or wherever else with these um, flags, these Palestinian flags, they they don't realize like that. Yeah, it, it, it probably wouldn't matter as much um, if you would have done that before, or if that's what just you would have been on, or you know what I mean. But to do it in light of what just happened on October the seventh tells it's me where your heart is, regardless right, of what you. Yeah, I agree with you. It's disgusting. But again, these people are getting paid. They are they are paid by terrorists to do this. They're paid by George Soros to do this. These students, these pro Hamas students. Their parents were either former Hamas, 
former Hezbollah, former Taliban. They come into our country, mm -hmm. they infiltrate. A lot of these students are on a visa. They're not, a lot of them are not, they were not born in America, or if they were born in America, they have, they were, they have already been indoctrinated by their parents that were, that were Hamas militants or Hezbollah militants, and they were told to, number one, kill Jews, but number two, kill anyone that, that isn't like them. Kill anyone that is of a different religion than you, kill anyone that, that isn't like you. And that's what people need to understand. And, and I knew that going um, to very liberal colleges. I was a graduate of the University of Florida. That's a very liberal college. But I also, was, I also went to Harvard University. I took classes there. I met Ben Shapiro there at his first year at Harvard Law. So he and I saw the beginning of the anti-Semitism at Harvard. And then after that, um, uh, later, later I went to Florida. And then I got a master's at NYU. So at NYU, I really saw yeah, very liberal. anti-Semitism. <laughs> I mean, NYU, BDS was on the rise. Um, Israel Apartheid Week was there. And I'm just like, what is going on here? And I saw, you know, uh, Muslim women completely covered. Like, I felt like I was in the Gaza Strip. They were completely covered with just their eyes showing. And I was like, oh, my God. And, and a lot of us Jewish students were in fear of that because in Israel, a lot of those women, they have explosives underneath their garments. Or they carry so, knives. and Yeah, they carry knives like or whatever. That. You know, we were very scared. And, you know, I'm wearing my Jewish star. I got friends wearing kippahs. And, you know, we're, we're nervous, you know, we're very nervous. And there was no protection on NYU campus at that time. And now, you know, whatever years later, I'm not gonna say how old I am, but, <laughs> but you know, it's there, you know, there, it's worse. And Harvard University, since Dr. Gay has been the president, she's been the president since July, 2023, the anti-Semitism has skyrocketed like 400 percent i remember the anti-defamation league said 400 uh, percent and then after october 7th it's escalated even more the yeah, fact well, that dr gay is still the adl has failed people is disgusting huh the adl has failed us i agree with you on that as well I and, and 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 the aclu is is also failed us i agree with um, you on that as well, it, and it seems like i will confirm that as well they 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 really i mean it seems like all of the all of the folks like the masks have come off both and literally and figuratively um, mm -hmm. the masks are coming off and 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 I just hope that this is this time in history the things that we're all witnessing the things that we're all seeing that people don't forget that don't don't forget the thing th these people feel absolutely comfortable because of the way that we've made them feel comfortable um, so they're saying the quiet part out loud. Because they think that they've established a new norm where this is okay and it's not going to be punished. But I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that that is the new norm. I don't believe that. But people do realize that though they're being allowed to say that and you're not being allowed to stop them from saying that because they will enforce the law against you if you, should, if, if you should try. So they selectively do that. But I believe, just like they believe... Well, that's why I'm going to go into the rallies a little bit. So that's why I've been doing these rallies and these events, because 84% mm -hmm. of Americans support Israel. They do. 
It's this yeah. silent minority that is becoming the majority. So, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, I got involved doing events and, and, and doing rallies for Israel is um, I have a lot of family and friends and I have people that are currently serving in the IDF. They, they message me, Alexandra, we're tired of seeing these pro-Hamas rallies. We're tired of seeing these pro-Hamas events. What They're is not alone. Americans doing for for us. We want to see Americans supporting Israel. We want to see Americans countering what these pro-Hamas people are doing. So I I took initiative with other people to form these rallies and to form these events in support of Israel. And I send Israel every all my friends in Israel. I send them every single event, every single video we do, every single rally that we do. So they see that we are with them. And it's interesting because they had a huge 300,000 person uh, support for Israel rally in D.C., uh, which was very, very good. Now, I've seen that. Very little coverage, though. Right. But the oxymoron was is that, okay, so Chuck Schumer was there. There was Hakeem Jeffries, Speaker Johnson. They had bipartisan support. And then later that day, they were supposed to vote in the Senate on uh, is on aid, foreign aid for Israel. And guess what? Shut down. Chuck Schumer mm-hmm. voted no. After he just, just like, came out and said, I support Israel. Like, they didn't, wanna, they didn't want to support the Iron Dome. Right. Remember, they didn't want to send the security are. money. Right. That's not what my events and rallies are. My events and rallies are, I'm supporting Israel. I'm with Israel. And guess what? I'm going to push legislation to make sure that we get aid for Israel. I'm going to push legislation to make sure that we have full Holocaust and Israel education in schools. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. And that's what should be done. That is what should be done. Mm, and that's what we had. Yeah. I mean, there, there was, there was no, there were no, there were nobody in, in, in my circles growing up or in school that the idea that the, the, the Holocaust wasn't real or yeah. that was never discussed even as a theory that was, yeah. that was never mainstream. That is, this is what's happening And and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just going to put it out there. When Obama was president, he went on this mission of enabling the Muslim countries, and he withheld aid from Israel. He 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 paid ransom money to Iran on more than one occasion. Um, he brought them to the table with with their uh, nuclear ability, um, and 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 started this whole uh, you know treaty with them to allow them, which they never honored the treaty anyway. They continue to enrich. Uh, uranium well beyond uh, what the treaty said that they should have. Israel yes. took the problem into their own hands and, and went over and killed one of the main nuclear scientists. Uh, and in a separate attempt, uh, they went over and they bombed uh, the, the facility um, that they were doing the work in. And, and, and the facility, they weren't even hiding it. I remember the, 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 the film coming out showing them doing it, and they had written something on the facility they were doing the nuclear work in and it literally i guess it translated out to like death to israel or something and so it was a great target <laughs> it was like hideout with neon lights pointing here i i couldn't believe how that was just stupid but but see, the, I was the thing is, is that all of those people are now being pushed around around the world ireland is going to be outnumbered by uh immigrants within five years and they're, mm-hmm. we're talking about Muslim immigrants. Yeah. Um, uh, this it's, it's happening here in large numbers all throughout the United States. Yeah. And because we have an open border. We have an open border. And, look and at UK. Yeah. Look at the UK. But here in the United States, we have a, 
yeah, here in the United States, as you know, and your audience says, we have an open border and we have pockets of Hamas that are here in this country, but we have now illegal Syrian refugees that are coming to this country. In Maryland, where I am, there's yep. actually illegal Afghan refugees that are in Maryland, that are in Montgomery County. We have care in Montgomery County. We have care in Virginia. I mean, they're all over the place and they're illegals. They're all illegals and they overstay their so visas. I saw them. The, the videos of them coming in, they had like machine guns tattooed on their forearms uh, from Afghanistan and other places like that. And they were just giving oh. them plane tickets to go wherever they wanted to go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. To? New York, Chicago, better. wherever they gave them tickets. Yeah. Illegals get treated better in this country than American citizens. And that's the. Oh, you show up, you get that's a. You get a hotel room, a cell phone, and yeah. <laughs> housing. You get, and, yeah. you, you, get, you get ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Don't forget that, too. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let me ask you, this is, this is something that I, I don't think we got to last time, and, and I really wanted to ask because we, we, we touched on it a few times inadvertently, but Chuck Schumer, yes. um, most of the, the folks in Hollywood, um, there seems to be a lot of people that you would think that are completely left. I mean, they're ultra liberal and they're Jewish and they see what's happening. And it's like, I have a hard time understanding the thought process behind someone who is Jewish and liberal realizing that the liberals are the ones that are attacking the Jews. I don't get it. Do you, I mean, can you, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's always the question. And, and again, people like Chuck, Chuck Schumer, they are bond paid for. They're bond paid for by the special interests, by the lobbyists, by foreigners, they are paid for. But what's very interesting is there was um, uh, an, ish, an incident that happened with Alec Baldwin recently. He was actually attacked by pro-Hamas because he said he wasn't far left enough. So it's just, it's, it's, it's yeah. asinine. It, it, it's like, if, if you come out, and, and actually this, this happened with a, a Democratic lawmaker in Michigan who fully supports Israel, he condemns Hamas, and he had pro-Hamas people in front of his house at like 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, honking the horn and, and harassing him because he wasn't far left enough, because he doesn't say that I hate the Jews. Because That's remember crazy. what Dr. Gay said. You're, remember what Dr. with the with the three with, with Dr. Gay, uh, McGill, and Corn Herger, whatever her name was. The other president of MIT forgot her name. They all said um, it's okay to call for the genocide of Jews. It, it depends on the context. It's okay. So yeah, I mean, that's it depends on the context. If you say it nicely, you can say that. If you just say it nicely, <laughs> for real. Right. But, but so at least Stefanik is like, so you're saying under with your testimony is unless they commit the act of genocide, it's okay to say, I call for the genocide of Jews. That's considered freedom of speech. That doesn't go against your Harvard code of conduct or your UPenn code of conduct. And they said, depends on the context. And Dr. Mm -hmm. Day said, uh, the con it depends on the context if they're going against individuals. And Elise Stefanik says they are going after individuals. They're going after Jews. What what more like what what more do you like? It's right. It's written right there for you. Like what this is. It was crazy. And so, what's interesting is actually a lot of Democratic the, lawmakers they, they they were upset about the what the three presidents said. They they actually a lot of Democratic lawmakers uh, were very upset about that. But again, there uh, you know the question is. If these Democratic lawmakers are unhappy with what Dr. Gay said and McGill and the, the lady at MIT, are they still going to vote Democrat? Why yes. would they still continue voting Democrat? And that, that, exactly. that is the question. Why would Jewish people continue to vote Democrat when they see that the party does not represent them? That's one of the they reasons don't care why about them. Trump. 
Yeah, that's they why have no standards. Yeah, that's why I voted for Donald Trump, because I believe in voting for somebody that stands with me, that stands with Israel as a, as a Jewish person or as a person of faith. You, sh you should want somebody in office that cares about you, that cares about your religion and that supports your biggest ally. And won't and, turn on you. Yeah, and and will not turn on you. Yeah, he he and, went and against he went against everybody. Everybody told him not to recognize the uh, Jerusalem yeah. and and yeah. Ev everybody. Yeah, everybody told him not to move the embassy. Don't do it. It's bad for business. And he was like, you know, and he and he's so he's so cute. So he 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 does the opposite because first of all, he's a leader, not a follower. And number mm -hmm. two, he's like, what? There's a reason. He's like, there is a motive why these like, these Arab nations and so forth don't want me to move the embassy. And and he did it knowing in the back of his mind that it was the right thing to do. Sure. And they told him it could cause a, yeah. a world war and all kinds yeah. of things. And he's yeah. like, what's right is what's right. And this is what's happening. I don't care exactly. what you say. Exactly. And then and when the Palestinians didn't want to negotiate. Yeah. They said he was going to start a war with North Korea. The whole, you know, all that crap. You know, it's ridiculous. Patriots, that was part one of my interview. And... You know, as you can tell just from that conversation, she is, Alexandra is someone who feels very passionate about the things uh, we spoke about, about her country, about the United States, ab about all of it. And a very conservative outlook and attitude, very healthy conservative outlook and attitude, and very, very intelligent. Um, it, it, we need more people like her. We need more people like her. We need more people to rise up in the face of this uh, anti-Semitic wave that we see sweeping the country that you never would have thought in, the, in a million years that you would see in the United States of America. And even if you saw it, you wouldn't figure that the people in power, those in authority, those teaching our youth would ever be on the side of uh, an issue one where people are calling for the extermination of a race of people or standing by the people who advocate using rape as a weapon of war and then playing ignorant about it. People, we need to wake up. If you don't wake up, your country is not going to look the same in 20 years. Look how much it's changed in the last 10 they're fast-tracking these things. Marxism is real, and it's at our doorstep. And it's up to you and I to fight it. And that's what we have to do. That's what we're mandated to do. You want to save your country? Stand against the Marxist ideology. Stand against wokeism. Stand for individuality and accountability. Do your best to leave things better than when you found it. Find out who your congressman and who your senator is is to find out who they are, who, what your district, find all of it out. Realize they work for you. Make sure they hear from you. Hell, make sure they know your name. And let them know that if they don't keep their promises, you're not voting for them next time. They will be replaced. We need to be more involved politically. We need to be more involved in our community. We need to be the kind of people like Jordan Peterson says that cleans their room, right? Take care of your backyard before you tell people how to take care of theirs. So get your stuff straight. Teach your kids to do the same. 
pass on a living legacy to them that the woke culture in this United States can never take away. Teach your kids the truth and teach them to value it above all else. And as usual, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. You guys have a great day. If you man enough, come stand with us, take USA back. And every time we pull up, all your gun is a man.